0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Week three with Connor Pay right here on Locked On Cougars talking about the win over Southern Utah and BYU's first road trip to Arkansas. What does he expect from the visit to SEC country? We're talking about all that on today's show. What's up everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, Resident BYU Insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, it is week 3 of BYU Football with Connor Pay right here on the podcast, and please welcome in team captain and offensive lineman, Connor Pay. Connor, how are you, sir?
0: I'm doing good. How are you guys?
1: I'm oh, doing great. It uh, looks like you got a little bit of a haircut for those of us watching on YouTube.
0: Uh, what what, what necessitated the, the cut? I just wanted to change it up. Okay. It was getting a little hot, and uh, so it was getting a little moppy up there. Didn't really know what to do with it, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to cut it off.
1: Okay, here's the real question. Do you, have, uh, do you have somebody cut your hair for you, or are you a guy who does it himself?
0: So I used to do it myself. Okay. Um but now I like uh having someone else do it now because they can typically do a much better job. So
1: I, I I can respect that. I, I it cuts my hair as well. Uh, when I got married, my wife was like, "Yeah, you ain't cutting your hair your own hair no more. We're not we're not we're not we're not we're not, we're not doing that." So uh, I can appreciate that. Well, uh, yeah. well, let's move on to other topics. Obviously, a, a win over Southern Utah on Saturday, uh, more of the offensive explosion. I think BYU fans expected from you guys in that victory. Give me your overall sense of how things went against against the Thunderbirds.
0: Well, I mean, obviously we're happy with it. You know, I mean, how can you be mad about, uh, you know, 41 to 16 win? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I wish we would have ran the ball a little better. But, um, you know, when when you got safeties rolling down and playing at seven yards, you know, committed to stopping the run, we're just going to throw it over your head. So we kind of just took what the defense gave us and we were able to, you know, get our you know, I think it was a great game for Keaton. You know, he obviously played really well and kind of got his rhythm back a little bit and the timing with the receivers. It was it was good. I, overall, we're happy with it.
1: Now, obviously, the topic du jour for a lot of BYU fans is the fact that you guys only ran for the 46 yards uh, total in that game. But uh, I rewatched that game, and I did notice myself that, yeah, Southern Utah, they were fully intent on saying, you guys are not running the football on us. We'll put eight guys in that box, if not more than that, and make it so you guys have to throw the football. But uh, what is your confidence level that, say, Arkansas decides, you know what, we're not going to go as heavy with the box. You guys will have success running the football moving forward.
0: Oh, I'm confident in it for sure. I think uh, – and even even on the plays where, you know, we did call some downhill runs and, you know, the safeties were a little deeper, you know, it was just – and some – obviously we wish those plays would have gone a little better, um, some of them at least, you know, and, uh, you know, there were still – there was good in there, you know, there were some seven, eight-yard runs that, you know, you love to see, but um, it was just – a lot of them were just one block away. Or, um, you know, if you could just sustain just a little bit longer and not get knocked off your block here, you know, then, you know, it could have been a five- to seven-yard gain. And so we're right there. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, obviously, you know, when you look at the stat line, it can be frustrating, too. You know, I think, uh, you know, the, the yards per carry isn't great right now. It's 2.3 or something mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, Georgia's is 2.7. So, you know, two games in and, you know, they obviously they have one of the best O-lines in the country. And so it's I mean, there's going to be obviously, you know, some learning curves a little bit and some building of some chemistry with us up front. But I think, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, if Arkansas decides to play back a little bit, I think that we'll definitely be able to create some seams uh, for our backs in the run game.
1: Now, obviously, Southern Utah, you mentioned the fact you guys had success throwing the football right over their heads. A really, really nice day for Keaton Slovis. Ends up with 348 yards, the four touchdowns. Of course, he had the one interception early on in that game, but it was more of a, I think it was, well, I, Kalani said during his media availability that it was just a, It was a mess up in terms of protection. You just allowed the hit on him. He said, had that play, had, the, had it got blocked up right, he thought it might have gone for a touchdown. Is that what the film kind of showed in your mind?
0: Yeah, yeah, Chase has, had beat his guy, and uh, that's where Keaton wanted to go. And, you know, sometimes those play, play action protections are, are uh, you know, a challenge when you get outnumbered uh, on the outside to the to the weak side of the protection, you know, and, you know, sometimes the, the running back and the tight end kind of got put in an interesting situation where they kind of had to choose a little bit because it was three on two, and so yeah. they just kind of had to pick the two most dangerous, and there was going to be one free hitter you know, they, they had a good defensive call for that play. Um, and so, uh, but no, I agree with Coach Kalani. You know, I think if that's a, that's a clean play, Chase had three or four steps on this guy. And uh, I think that probably would have been a touchdown pass.
1: Uh, I also wanted to ask because uh, Keaton made reference to it both in the game when he was t- talking on the sideline with the sideline reporter as well as post game that he had to go to the armband to call plays. Uh, were you here in Southern Utah? Because they, they ran this offense. Blair Peterson, you guys, former yeah. analyst with yeah. the OC down there. W- w- did you realize early on as a team that, hey, they, they know what we have cooking?
0: Yeah, and I think uh, that was evident in the way they called those first couple drives. And. You know, it was pretty obvious that they. You could look over and you saw they had two guys over there just staring down our signals and then turning and relaying things to the defensive yeah. coaching staff. And so, I mean, we we run a really similar offense to what Blair tried to run at SUU. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so once we just decided to go full huddle because you know why would we? Uh, why would we? Um, you know, give them know, the opportunity to call the perfect defense for every play, Mm -hmm. you know, and the, the funny thing is regardless, sometimes they did still, uh, you know, key on what we were doing and didn't matter. So, but no, they definitely were doing that. They definitely were doing that. And so I think, uh, um, I think it was a good decision to go to, uh, huddle. You also
1: mentioned the fact that you feel like this offensive line, you said you guys are right there. You feel like you guys are you're about re- ready to get going. And you mentioned the fact that, yeah, programs like Georgia, and we'll talk about Arkansas here in a minute, they're one of the more high-powered running teams, and they're off to a pretty slow start with their own run game this year. <laughs> but what's your confidence level that I guess you're running made at the right side with Caleb Etienne and also Paul Maile to your left and center? How, how confident are you? You guys will put it together here it, very quickly.
0: I'm confident. You know, we actually, we spent a lot of extra time today working on some of those combo blocks and things like that, just because, you know, Caleb and I haven't spent a lot of time next to each other. Um, And so sometimes I don't necessarily know how he's going to play this block. He doesn't know necessarily how I'm going to do it. And that can kind of, you know, create a little bit of hesitancy, um, which is just something you just have to work through with reps. And so, you know, I think, me and Paul have really good chemistry Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, kind of we're both centers. So we kind of have the both the center mindset a little bit. And so we're on the same page with almost everything. Um, And so it's been a little bit easier with him. But, you know, there's naturally there's going to be some uh, uh, some um, a little bit of gray area at first, you know, while you work those through those things together. Because, I mean, Caleb and I have really only been playing next to each other for six weeks Um, To where I'm used to playing next to someone. And so is he that, you know, you've been playing with for two and a half years. And so, you know, there's there's obviously there's a little bit, uh, you know, there's a little bit there. And um, but I think, like I said, that comes with time and with reps and it's improving. So
1: now, uh, the other thing about this is there are uh, BYU fans out there that are worried that all the shuffling on the offensive line. Kingsley moving from right tackle to left tackle. Kaylee, when he came to BYU, went from left tackle at Oklahoma State to right tackle. You went from guard to right guard. Uh, Waylon Lopwaho played mainly at right guard at Utah State. Now he's at left guard. How much of that uh, do you think is playing into some of these struggles with the
0: O-line? Um, I think it definitely plays a role just because you just kind of have to get used to it. Okay. Um, just a little bit, right? I mean, every every position on the offensive line is very different. You know, I saw some comments for some people that, you know, you know, um, you know, they said basically like that's no excuse. It's really not that hard to flip from one side to the other. It's very hard. It's very different. It's like playing an entire. It's like trying to get a linebacker to go play safety, or having a receiver play tight end. Like it just doesn't. You know, it just doesn't work like that, and so obviously. But the nice thing is, is you know, uh, Kingsley's played left before. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Wayland's first time playing left, but he's also a younger player and kind of can be molded a little bit. Um, and he's done he's done a solid job there. Paul's played center, obviously, just in a different system. I've played right guard before, even though it was just for five games. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Caleb played a little bit of right tackle early on in his career, and so, I mean, it definitely plays a role, just because you have to kind of switch things around in your brain a little bit, and the hands and the footwork, everything's backwards when you flip sides from what you're used to, and so, I think that definitely plays a little bit of a role, but you know that that's also just worked through with reps, similar with the chemistry.
1: I like that. All right. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more specifically about Arkansas. Obviously, it was a really, really tough loss a year ago, but there are some positives I think you can take from that Arkansas game, especially for you guys on offense going into this matchup on the road, obviously, this Saturday. We'll dig into that here in just a moment. Real quick, word on our friends over at eBay Motors. Drive, passion, and patience. What brings home the winning trophies also what keeps your ride or die alive, and that is what a car is for most of us. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to the peak performance you need from. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million dollars part, 122 million million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find the exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your ride is your part is guaranteed guaranteed to fit your ride every time, or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need, the prices you want, it's your easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home a win that is going to work for you. Keep your ride or die alive at eBay Motor e, ebay.com slash motors. Once again, ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only, and exclusions may apply. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. They've been working with us for months now, and they have a new thing called Learn and Earn. Inside the UCCU mobile banking app, it is paying your entire family to learn about money. Of course, everybody wants to be smarter when it comes to their finances. Learn and Earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like Quizzes and Trivia, Trivia, excuse me. And every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that accrue and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. There is age-appropriate content for every member of the family. You all can compete against one another and track your progress on leaderboards. Learn and Earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so play at any time, anywhere. And the more you play, the more you learn. And the more you learn, the more you earn. It's simple as that. Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate Together. It's all courtesy of your friends at UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars. you a part of your daily community every day, as well as here on the podcast. Uh, continuing on now with BYU offensive lineman and team captain Connor Pay and his weekly visit here on the podcast. And Connor, uh, last year you guys lost 52 to 35 to Arkansas. But many people might forget in this game, you guys actually led early on in this one. You guys actually came out and were piling up points early on. And it looked like it was going to be kind of a downright shootout. Now, Arkansas gained the upper hand and, uh, and rolled to the victory, but uh, what are your recollections of that game?
0: Well, you know, I actually didn't play in that game. Okay. Um, and so, you know, um, as a bystander, you know, I felt like we had the momentum early. Um, and obviously our defense was a lot different last year than it is this year, and um, that was kind of one of the more challenging games for our defense you know, couldn't really stop the run gave up a lot of yards. And, um, I think the story will be different with that this year. Um, but you know, I think, you know, it was, it did have the vibes of a shootout at first, Mm -hmm. but we just had some costly mistakes. Um, you know, we turned the ball over and, uh, you know, I think uh, once they kind of got the momentum, when they could go on their, those seven, eight-minute sustained drives, just grounding and pounding the football. You know, that that uh, kind of wears wears down the defense and the team. And uh, I think once we once that kind of happened, the tides kind of shifted to their side, and they were able to hang on to it till the end. So.
1: And yeah, and you're right. That's exactly. I think you described exactly what happened. Just you got worn down. Honestly, the the BYU defense was completely worn down in that game. But uh, obviously, uh, there are Cougar fans out there who are looking at this. Okay, it's a chance to go to their home turf down there in Fayetteville and get some revenge. Uh, Is revenge even on the mind of you guys going into this game? I know you didn't. I know you didn't play in it. But is there any? (laughs) Is there any sort of payback mentality going into Fayetteville?
0: Um, yeah, I think so. Um, just any, the, the competitor in you just naturally, you know, they, they took one from us at home. And so you naturally kind of want to go take one from them. And so I think there's a little bit of that, you know, we kind of want to, we feel like uh, we're an improved team. And so we want to go and uh, perform well and hopefully come out with the win. So I think there's definitely a little bit of that. You know, I don't know if it's the focal point, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not something that's really talked about um, or pushed at least, but it's kind of like, you know, like it's, you know, you want to go win this game. You know, they, they took one from us. Let's go take one from them.
1: It's kind of unspoken I, I get that I think it just it, you get the sentiments there I guess is easy it's just way to kind see. of naturally there yeah no, no doubt um, the other thing about this is you guys are now a member of the big 12 conference and you guys have that you have the big 12 logo on your jersey. how excited are you to be representing a, a conference as you go into the SEC and hopefully uh, come out with a victory on the road
0: yeah you know, I'm, I'm really proud of it you know it's it's uh anytime you get a chance to to go in and to an SEC team and uh, especially as a team out West to go, go into the South and uh, go and compete. You know, I think, uh, you know, it's really cool as an independent, but it also means something more, you know, when you represent the big 12, cause when you go into a different conference, you know, you represent the conference in a lot of ways. And so, you know, when you can kind of go in there and come out with a win, um, you know, that, that, Shines a good light on the entire conference, not just on BYU. So
1: now, uh, it's, it's the SEC, the Southeastern Conference is the glitz, the glam, the whole reputation yeah. of the SEC. Does that really do anything for you?
0: Um, not really, because between the lines, it's all the same. Okay. And so I think, I mean, obviously, they have great venues, great fans, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I think you can, uh, and you can find bits and pieces of that everywhere. But, of course, you know, the Southeastern Conference has kind of been the, pr- the premier level of college football for a long time. Um, and so, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun to be able to go down there and play.
1: Now, Sam Pittman, their head coach, is an old offensive line coach. Jeff Grimes worked with him for a number of years. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's considered to be one of the elite O line coaches. And to me, they it, it kind of it kind of reflected in how Arkansas plays football. But uh, what have you seen on tape from the from the Hogs? What What are you expecting?
0: I mean, yeah, I have a lot of respect for Coach Pittman. You know, just in uh, as a recruit, but also just in watching him uh, coach for decades now. You know, he always has. You know, I always respect uh, anyone who, any head coach that puts an emphasis on the big boys up front, and, uh, and he definitely does, um, coming from that background. And, you know, they always have good offensive lines. They always have, you know, big, strong dudes that are going to be able to run the football. And, uh, you know, they're committed to it. I think they ran the ball 45 times mm-hmm. last game. <laughs> um, and so, you know, they're they're committed to establishing that. Um and you know I think that just uh that comes from the personality you know that coach Pittman wants his team to have kind of ground and pound gritty team that's gonna play tough you know they're not gonna they're not gonna do all these crazy things on offense and stuff and even on defense they're not they're gonna line up and they're gonna hit you in the mouth and they're gonna say beat us, you know, like it's uh we're going to, we're going to wear you down. And so, you know, we have a lot of respect for Arkansas and, you know, and coach Pittman and the job he's done there and, you know, we're excited to compete with them.
1: Now, you referenced earlier that Arkansas is not necessarily off to the fastest start, especially with their running rushing attack. Uh, looking at it, their average needs to shade over three yards per carry. You guys are just a shade under three yards per carry. Is there anything that you, uh, either on film, uh, from your own study of your own team, speaking of BYU and looking at Arkansas as well, con- considering both of you, uh, pro- both <laughs> programs, are considered to be some hard-running teams who would love nothing more than to jam that football down your throat with the running, rushing attack, is there anything you can put your finger on that is – uh, pointing to why some of these high-level running teams are having issues early on this season?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's a common denominator in, in all of them necessarily outside of just, you know, it's, it's early in the season mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, chemistry has to be built. I think historically defenses always start a little bit faster than offenses do. There's just a little bit more to be timed up, a little bit more things you have to you have to get right on each play, especially when you play against just a, a standard gap sound defense. That defense can be installed in two or three days and, and be ready to roll. Um, and so I, I think that aspect of it, you know, plays a role for sure because I can't, you know, as you look across the teams that are quote-unquote struggling in the run game, you know, we're, we're up there, Arkansas's up there, Georgia's up there. And so it's like, what's the common denominator between all those teams? And I don't know necessarily if there is one uh, to account for uh, the rushing struggles. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think at least for us, you know, obviously we're not, we're not a team that's going to rush the ball 45 times in the game. You know, it's pretty rare for us to do that. We're a little more balanced. Um, Than that, except for maybe the Stanford game last year. I don't remember how many carries we had in that game, but it was a lot.
1: Well, when you have a quarterback that goes down with an injury and you're not trusting the other guys to throw the football, that's going to
0: change the game plan. Yeah, it's true. And I think, uh, but A Rod's the type of coordinator that, like, he's not going to be stupid. You know, he's a smart coach. You know, he's going to take what the defense gives him. And so Stanford was giving us the run that week, and so we took it. SUU was giving us the pass last week, so we took it, you know, and so. I think, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, it's every team situation is so different with what they do up front and with how their offenses are run that it's kind of hard to pinpoint it down other than maybe just the general overview or, uh, you know, kind of underlying thing that, you know, offensive lines take time to build chemistry and, and defenses are usually able to start a little faster than the offenses can. And so, um, I, I think all those things play a role a little bit, but it's, it is. It's difficult to pinpoint, but it's interesting to look at. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, I got a couple questions about life on the road as a college uh, football player that we'll get to, as well as a couple of listener questions. Actually, one's a listener question. Another one comes from an unnamed teammate of yours, Connor, that uh, passed this along to me. We'll, we'll, we'll get to those in just a minute. You can you can try and figure that out. Got to talk real quick about a good friend no. of the program uh, over at uh, Jace Medical, their new uh, partner of ours. Uh, all of us, obviously, are preparing for natural disasters that are inevitably feel like they they pop up no matter what's going on. Supply chain shortages travel, pandemics, all that type of stuff. Uh, you never know when it's going to pop up and that's where Jace Medical steps in my friends. A guy like Frank said this Easy as one, two, three, and just in time. I received our package the same day. I got a sinus infection. My doctor was out of town. No appointments for days. Thank goodness it would, it arrived. What Jace Medical is offering you guys provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to simply fill out an online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of their board certified physicians and they get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. It's doctor-created and doctor-recommended. You can order these simple as that and have them in your food storage with everything else you got going on. The best part is you go online, fill out that form, you get a prescription, life-saving medications are shipped right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind that you are not just hoping you have access to the medication in an emergency and make sure you have that medication on hand. Save more than $360 beginning getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off using my promo code LOCKED ON at checkout. To jacemedical.com that's j a s e medical.com promo code locked on to save more than $360 plus an additional $20 with the promo code locked on. That's our friends over at Jace Medical. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Perry Homes. Whether you're looking for your first home or you're ready to upgrade to your dream home, Perry Homes has a house for you. For 50 years, Perry Homes has been Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. They have many communities, home designs, and price points, all designed to help meet your needs, my friends. They have beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, and Utah counties and multiple communities in Washington County near St. George as well. They offer over fifteen unique home designs from Ramblers to two stories to townhomes as well, and they are offering generous financing incentives through their preferred lender as well currently. So visit PerryHomesUtah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's PerryHomesUtah.com. For 50 years, Utah has been coming home to Perry Homes. All right, final stands of today's show with BYU team captain Connor Pay here on the podcast, and Connor, this is your first road trip of the season. You guys are headed to Fayetteville, Arkansas. Uh, I know Caden Hawes is a Arkansas native. Is he going to be like the the man to tell you what to check out while you're on the road this week?
0: I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess if you want to know anything about Arkansas, um, but, <laughs> but do, do you really you know, want to don't... know anything? No, no, not particularly. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I think Arkansas is a great place. I love the South. But um, we honestly, we don't have time really to go see anything or do anything while we're there. Mm -hmm. So um, I mean, I don't don't know if anyone puts too much time and effort into what should we go see while we're down there because we're really not going to leave the hotel until we go to the game. So
1: now, you, you talk about the hotel life, and uh, on the road, it is a bunch of downtime till you guys really get ready to go to play games. You have walkthroughs and the like, but there is downtime. So uh, what does Connor pay? What is your uh, routine on a road trip?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think depending on what time we play the game, you know, if it's a night game, then you'll have a lot of time on game day. With the time we're playing this week, we won't have much time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the morning of game day, just a little bit the night before. But I like to just touch up on, finish up a few of my film study things, re- revisit a couple things, go over my notes a little bit, and then just kind of relax, um, listen to music, watch a show, just hang out with some of my teammates or something that night, you know, especially, or go over, you know, the last few things with Keaton or something like that to make sure we're all on the same page and Paul. Um, but, um you know, I think it's more just kind of relax, right? I'll watch, you know, I'll watch a show on Netflix or something if I'm done with my film stuff, or if it's a time crunch, then maybe it's just my final film study stuff that I do, and then uh, and then uh, just listen to music and getting ready to get a good night's sleep.
1: You're not one of the guys that's bringing your Xbox or your PlayStation with you, I'm guessing, then.
0: I did that as a freshman when okay. I knew I wasn't going to play. <laughs> I for sure was doing that, especially because during COVID, we all got our own hotel rooms. Yeah. We didn't have roommates, and so... I knew I wasn't going to touch the field, and so I was just in there gaming the whole time, not watching a lick of film, nothing like that. <laughs>
1: what, what game or games were you playing?
0: Oh man, it ranged. I love the Batman Arkham games, so okay. I was probably playing those. Uh, GTA, Madden, Two okay. K. You know, there was especially during COVID, there was a lot of downtime in those hotel rooms, so I made my I made made my way around.
1: Now, related on that, on the video game front, how excited are you to have NCAA football back?
0: Oh, I think it'll be fun. I hope they don't change a single thing from NCAA 14. If they do, the game will be worse. Okay. That might have been one of the most perfect football video games ever created. And so if they change anything, I'm going to be upset. But I'm sure they will. And I'm sure there'll be things that are great about it and things that suck. But I think it'll be fun. It'll be fun to have a college football game back.
1: I'm roughly – I'm a little bit more than a decade older than you. The, the perfect version of the NCAA video game series in my mind is the 04 version, so a decade before that. Okay. But, But 2014, they did a really good job. And trust me, I was as heartbroken as anybody who, who when that went away because okay. I, I, I'm, I'm married. I got kids. There's only – there's one video game I play, Connor. It's NCAA football. <laughs> so – Uh, gotta love it gotta love it yeah I'm glad it's coming back I'm looking forward to it All right, uh, before we wrap up we gotta get these two questions in one comes in from a listener Uh, this one comes in via David and David said this Jay can you ask Connor Pay what his guilty pleasure is
0: oh man my guilty pleasure Mm
1: -hmm. take it however you will
0: (sighs) this might be a little bit more of an unconventional one but playing Call of Duty Warzone. Okay. <laughs> That's for sure a guilty pleasure when it's like I've finished up all my homework at night and I have a group of friends that I play with um and when I just text them and when everybody can get on mm-hmm. then it's like and all all the boys are together um and one of our boys wives actually plays with us too okay and so when when we got the whole squad together and we can just play some war zone man there's sometimes there's just nothing better than that and that's just what you need after a long day
1: okay are these like teammates or these like high school buddies like who, who's high school group? buddies okay. high right. school buddies
0: so shout out to nate and ryan and kelsey so <laughs>
1: All right. I, I, I can I can dig that. All right. And then, and then the final question comes from an unnamed teammate of yours. Uh, this was passed along to me and said, hey Jake, you need to ask Connor about his motorcycle addiction. Uh, and I uh, that's all that's all he really gave me. So I, I hear you're a motorcycle guy. Is that true?
0: Motorcycle addiction. I just have a motorcycle. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what this addiction is. <laughs> I found one for like a thousand bucks on Facebook Marketplace, and I bought it okay. because of the parking because the parking situation is so horrendous at BYU that I just couldn't stand it anymore. And so, sorry, I don't know what's going on with my camera. I don't it's know why okay. I turned like white. It's but okay. um, yeah, I bought a motorcycle just because I'm sick of driving around that SAB parking lot for 45 minutes looking for a spot for the building. I spend eight hours every day in. You know, and it's like BYU won't do anything about their parking situation when it's like, oh, we want our students to be healthy. You guys can walk from far away. <laughs> and it's like, okay, the people making those decisions ride around on golf carts everywhere they go on campus. Y'all don't walk anywhere. And so, like, uh, it's like, I mean, y'all are the ones who should be worried about your health. You're the ones getting old. But I mean, um, no, I mean, like, is it really that hard? Could they build a parking garage or? a parking structure in that SAB parking lot, just put one or two more levels in there. We'll be fine. Yeah. But no, it's like, you'll literally, you'll drive around there for 20 minutes looking for one parking spot. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this. And so, and it's a lot easier to park a motorcycle up on campus too, mm-hmm. where the buildings are at. So I bought one and yeah, I rode it today. Actually. That's probably why that question was submitted to you. But um, I do like my motorcycle a lot. My mother hates it. Um, and she was extremely upset that I bought it. Um, but I'm an adult. I can do what I want. Um, and, uh, but no, I, I, uh, I do. I enjoy my motorcycle a lot, mainly because of the time it saves me going to class and going to football where I know there's going to be a motorcycle spot open. They're, no, they're never filled. Right. And I can park in front of my building. There's motorcycle parking in front of the Tanner building where I spend most of my time with classes. So I, it's easy to pull up and park there and it's nice that I don't have to fill up my truck with gas hardly as often mm-hmm. right I can fill up my bike for 10 bucks and it'll last me 2 weeks and so there's a lot of, there's a lot of pros other than the fact that every time I get on I could possibly die outside of that outside of that the rest it's all pros <laughs> All right well hey
1: if you see a future NFL offensive lineman riding a bike around campus, it's, it's, it's Mr. Pay. Let's just, let's just, just keep an eye out for him folks. All right. And I, and, and I can back you up on this. I have been begging for a parking structure on the, it's the Richards building, the SAB parking lot for why well, I, I was there in my twenties. I'm in my thirties now. So it's been well over a decade. So yeah, that, yeah. that must, that, that needs to happen at some point down the road,
0: but it needs to happen. We want to be, we want to be a competitive university, get a freaking parking garage.
1: No doubt about that. All right, Connor. Well, that is going to do it for this week. I uh, appreciate you taking the time as always and looking forward to yeah, catching no up problem. with you after the road trip to Arkansas. And, hey, next week we get to talk about actual Big 12 play. You guys are headed to Kansas.
0: Yep, looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting.
1: All right, uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Cougars. A big thank you to Connor, as always, for joining us. And thank you to all of you out there for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. And thank you for, to all of you for being everydayers right here on the podcast. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And, of course, we'll catch you guys again tomorrow right here on Locked On Cougars. See you.